This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast, everyone. We are so glad that you joined us. If you're familiar and you're coming back, thank you for returning. We so appreciate that. I'm Audrey Strong, Director of Communications for Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith. I'm the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. Oh, our topics today. I think this is something that everybody can, I don't know, relate to overcoming adversity. You think, Lee, maybe just a little. Absolutely. You know, and, and Mark and I have something in common. First of all, it's like we're about maybe what, two miles apart from each other right now. But it's like, and you know, we both have really sucky <laughs> NFL teams in this in this town. We have, you know, are in the state and we have a really loud one, one really lousy baseball team, you know, down in Cincinnati. And, you know, it's like, and the thing is, is that they don't, seem to know how to overcome adversity. It seems like whenever something bad happens to them, there's this mindset, oh no, here we go again. It's like, how are we gonna find a way to lose this game? And so, but you know, the same thing applies to not only the game of sports, but also the game of business. And I think that's what we're gonna talk about today. Mark, thanks for joining us, man. It's Mark Menard, everybody. Hi, Mark. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And yeah, you're both absolutely so right is, we all face adversity in life and business and leadership and marriage. And a lot of people just throw in the towel too quickly. And they, because life happens to all of us, but you have to tap in really to your why and, and push through it. Well, and you've done that. For those of you listening who don't know who Mark is, I'm going to just toss a few things out here. I, actually, this could take 45 minutes, so I'm going to try do, do it luck. in like 20 seconds. It's, you know, we're experienced meeting motivation, little flavor of humor. Mark speaking and his book called The Story of You, Transforming Adversity into Adventure, his group home that he has that he started in Ohio. We're going to talk a little bit about Dreamshine in a bit, but basically he was in jail, right? That was a, I watched your video. You're very transparent about yeah. very young at 17, the drug thing, and you ended up on the floor of jail and you yeah. woke up going, how did I get here? Yeah. Now as CEO at age 26, he's number one best-selling author, multi-million dollar company that he's built over the past 11 years, inspirational and father of five kids, which you say is what? No, no excuse to not be awesome. Nobody should ever yeah, say that. No excuses to not be awesome. And don't tell me you don't have the time to do it. It's, it's about yes. making the time. So you've had this amazing life journey through business, through personal adversity. And you say that you definitely have some things that for our managed smarter audience, some lessons to teach. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, that was a really lousy hotel. Apparently you woke up one night and I say, man, <laughs> so what was that like? How did you get there? And more importantly then, how did that change your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I talk more about it. I go in depth in the book too, but it's, like I woke up literally like I fell into my body and I woke up in jail, but I didn't know I was in jail. It was just like, boom, my eyes jolted open. Wow. I could feel the cold concrete floor underneath me. And I looked around and I'm like, okay, where am I? There's this guy with a giant beard. And then someone opens the door, it's a cop. And long story short, I find out I'm in jail and they go to take my mug shots. I'm 17 year old, years old at the time. 
and my face appears in the screen and the whole left side smashed in like a giant bruise. Oh, man. And I found out that, first of all, the cop said he thought I was dead when he read my report. When I told him I was in the holding room, he was like, no, this guy's dead because my blood alcohol was so high. He said anytime he's ever read that, the person has always been dead or in the ER room with their stomach getting pumped. And I was, you know, I was living, was living in a trailer with two other guys at that time. We were doing a lot of very not good things, just the importance of who you hang out with. You know, we were selling drugs. I, I thought I could never be like those, quote, successful people. I never fit in the box with school. And uh-huh. just thought the people that, that thought a certain way that got the straight A's were the ones that were, quote, successful in life. And I had that victim mindset mentality. I was really my own worst enemy. And, um, you know, it, I think it was the worst thing that happened, but it was that wake up call of almost dying. And thank God I didn't kill anyone else throughout all those times, too, of realizing I need to do something to really start changing my life. So was it really an epiphany and a knowledge, inbound knowledge dump from heaven all at once coming into you? Like, I can be this person. I'm, I should be doing something else. Or, or was it all those lessons you just sort of talked about happen over time as you made your way? It took hitting that. And then as I went through the whole process of going through court, facing more jail time, losing my license, being on probation. I just, it was such a continued rock bottom. My jaw wired shut because it was broken. Mm. Really, it, it led me to start reading at age 18. I started actually reading by choice first what I was forced to read. And I started realizing I loved actually loved reading and I just it it was a transitional thing but it was I was also like scared so scared that I didn't want to go back into that life back to jail and I just started seeing things differently of the people I was hanging out with and realizing that I I had a bigger purpose in life and the choices I was making wasn't going to lead towards that and it it led to me over time going to going to college and then started my company some years down the line you know it wasn't like overnight but it it was a transitional God. process mm-hmm. that was enough to to really scare me and get me thinking about a lot of things in life for sure had a session with a golf pro and anyone who knows me knows that I'm horrible at golf yes you are <laughs> and he, and, I got to just say that yes yeah, you are thanks Roger yeah <laughs> and, you know, so, but the golf president told me, and it's, it's still stuck with me because I, I apply it to everything. He says, my job is not to teach you how to be a good golfer because that's not going to happen. My job is to teach you how to make better bad choices. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, because, yeah. you know, you're going to make some regrettable, oh, yeah, I can, I can clear that lake and, and go for the green and everything like that. No, I'm going to teach you not to do that. <laughs> You know, with you mentioning that too, to anyone listening, one thing where it helped me as I was moving forward and doing more stuff in my life is people would be struggling and I'd be like, yeah, you know, that's not as bad as is going back to jail and waking up with your face half beat in. So being at that rock bottom, kind of like going through that adversity I think kept like propelling me to realize, first of all, I don't want to go back there. And I got through that so I can get through this. It is so true. The confidence you get from that is is amazing. Yeah. And I'm not recommending everyone goes to jail or anything like that. (laughs) But, you know, the stuff we go through 
just to realize like you were talking about with a sports team and all that is you have two choices. You can sit there and become a victim and the why me and shrink in and, or you can really choose to grow through it and allow it to take you to that next level. And that was like one of the pivotal things from that happening. I realized, and there's always another level, whether it's leadership, management, adversity in life, and just making those two decisions of, okay, do I allow this to happen to me? Am I a victim or am I, how can I choose to grow through this and really persevere to that next level? And there's always a choice. Yeah. You start at the Elevating Beyond podcast, which I neglected to mention. He has a podcast, everybody. Get on it. Elevating Beyond. And you start DreamShine, which is a facility for special needs individuals there in Ohio. And the state of Ohio said, you can't do it. You can't have them cooking and making candles and doing all these wonderful things that you sell on the website. No, they should not make minimum wage. They should make less. And you are just like the ultimate hashtag rule breaker. No, no, no. I don't take that at all. I don't agree with that at all. And you start this. I don't accept that facility. I don't accept that. What's the lesson for managers there? Well, a huge thing for managers and culture and stuff. If there's a policy and people can't explain the why behind it, if the answer is because we've always done it that way, Mm -hmm. you're in serious danger of becoming a bureaucracy. And it's it's it because it doesn't make it right like oh it's just policy and i'm not saying to disrespect authority or be insubordinate but that was the problem with it with a system here is they were so stuck on we've done it this way for 30 some odd years there must be no better way of doing it well unfortunately you know that's why toys r us is going out of business right now but then there's another story of a of a store that used people used to sell ice back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. My good man, Dave Ramsey told me this, they'd sell giant ice blocks before we had refrigerators. They deliver them to your doorstep. And there was a place that sold them in Texas. And then what happened is refrigerators were invented from the Freon. So they didn't need to deliver those giant ice blocks anymore. And most of the places went out of business except for one other company which is why I say you always have to innovate to elevate. They had an idea. Well, instead of just selling ice, let's start making eggs and bacon and having breakfast sandwiches. Well, that's 7-Eleven. And all the other places went away. That was like in the 1920s and 7-Eleven's obviously still around. And the same thing applies, you know, to policies and everything else. It's like, just because we've always done it that way, if we don't understand the why behind it anymore, then it's time to make some changes to it. It's an opportunity for change. So it may not necessarily be disrespecting policy or anything like that, but it tells you here's an opportunity for us to make a change here uh, to make it better. So if you look at it, it's a mindset kind of thing. So you can say, I'm going to go break this rule because this rule is stupid. Or you can look at it as like, this is an opportunity for us to grow and get better because nobody can explain why we do this. So it must not be a plausible explanation. Let's find something better. That's right. 100%. Doesn't that go back to the victim mentality thing that you talk about too? And if I'm a manager that has reports to me, that have that mentality, how do you recommend I turn them around? You have to be respectful to people and really you you can lead from anywhere that you are. I've seen people that aren't the managers that are actually influencing the team in positive ways because they continue to take on 
that non-victim mindset and they continue to go above and beyond. And even if the manager is being negative and stuff, like it's hard, you know, you have to work hard, but you persevere and you, you find something positive out of it. And sometimes it's getting to work with each personality. I've had to with the politics and working with the governor. I've had to learn to make people think egotistically that it's their idea mm -hmm. when maybe it was mine and be like that. Yeah. yeah like I loved could use a lot of we when it's positive. So they're not feeling like you need to change this. This isn't right. And maybe it's not right. But if you do that, you're going to get a lot of pushback. So it just takes gradually having that mindset shift and starting to make those changes just a little bit at a time where, wherever you can. And then you start to see people following that person more and more and they're making changes and the manager's going to want to be part of that. Or sometimes someone higher up will pluck that person up and put them in a management. Or you realize sometimes at a certain point, maybe this culture, if it's not ever going to change, is there somewhere that would be a better fit for mm -hmm. me? You know, I, I always tell people like, look, you, when they're complaining about their job, first be respectful to the place that's giving you a paycheck. But also, yeah, I looked down at their legs, I said, I don't see any shackles on them. <laughs> and no one's, for, you know, we live in a free country. You have the right to get paid or you have the right to quit and work somewhere else. So Relocate. You always have options. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's that simple, but it's not that complex. People don't have to overcomplicate it either because we are blessed. It, you know, anyone listening to this, it's in America, especially to have more opportunity than about 98% of other places around the world. So we need to be thankful for that. Definitely. So free will. you sometimes have, well, free will is a two-edged sword, right? So because so, sometimes that can also yeah. lead you to make bad decisions as well and make things worse. But it's like, and so that's kind of where I was going with that is that sometimes managers will get in the way. In effect, they're so afraid of screwing things up or making a bad decision that they end up doing nothing. It's like, and how do you, how do you advise people to kind of get to deal with those types of people that sometimes just get in the way because they're afraid of making bad decisions? Yeah, the root of indecision, it, which is disguised by fear, leads to paralyzation. And what ha that's actually one of the worst things ever. Even if you take the wrong action, being paralyzed is why, why Blockbuster, everyone uses, went away and Netflix took over. Because like we've made decisions before that we're going to wait a month before seeing if this team member is coachable or if it's going to work but we decided to wait a month and that was a decision then after the month we're going to make a decision on that but when people just keep hoping and i've done this the wrong way like oh i just i i hope that i pray this will change you know and and it doesn't then you're it's really just like building up to become worse and worse and you simply need to just take action and that fear that you talked about Everyone goes through fear. Like I, I've had NFL players on my show. I've had Fortune 500. We all go through fear. And it's just a feeling. The difference is as you take action through it and really be willing to go through terrible on the way to becoming great, then that's how you get to that next level. And, and companies appreciate you taking that initiative versus just doing nothing about it. Because, you know, at all of the levels of the company, they're 
working on a trillion other problems going on too. So if you have a good team and you can take action, and even if it's the wrong one, I don't be like, how dare you have taken that? I'll be like, oh, I'm so I'm happy you took action on that. That was great. And that's a, t- a coachable moment like right there. Like, here's how we could do it a little differently next time. But that's awesome that you did something versus nothing because that paralyzation is, is the enemy of success. It really is. By penalizing people who make bad decisions or, or, you know, or to uh, make fun of them or give them a hard time or something like that, you are essentially rewarding inaction, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're killing your culture. You're becoming a micromanager and you're not allowing people to use. I have a lot of people on my team just because I'm the owner. I don't claim to be the smartest person. I put people in place that are smarter than me in each area. And I'm like, I know you can come up with a better idea than me, but you have to put your ego aside. And yeah, when they do that, it's going to make, it's going to break that trust because a lot of good teams and cultures are built around building that trust. You know, even if I don't do it perfectly the right way, my team's going to have my back and they're going to know that I was making the best decision. Um, One thing that I always tell people is use your best judgment. Like that could be almost our entire policy manual. Like Mm -hmm. welcome to dream shine. Use your in in all things, use your best judgment. It's comes down to doing that and all choices that you make. You need to make t shirts for all the staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ball caps. Because you said if you do if you do nothing, I like this. You said, where does that put you? In the land of mediocrity. It's almost like not the <laughs> island of misfit toys, which seems worse to me. But land of mediocrity <laughs> really isn't. Is, is pretty bad. <laughs> Yes. I would rather be a misfit than be mediocre any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Misfits have a lot of good ideas that we just don't fit fit the mold a lot of the time. Yeah. And you're being ethical. But yeah, the land of mediocrity is it's a dangerous place because really it's staying in our comfort zone. And what it's saying is I don't want to make that choice because what if I'm wrong? But that doesn't help the company by you not making choices of what you get paid more to make more choices and have more responsibility and honestly to be willing to fail more um, where much is given much is required so that's really what it comes down to yeah you've also got um for folks who want to reach mark he's got um a a teaching sort of module called minutes with millionaires right um yeah talk about that a little bit oh yeah you bet It, it was off an event that we did um and it's elevating beyond in business. And I, I, from speaking all over, which I love doing, but I learned there's a lot of great best-selling authors that hadn't actually built companies from the ground up. So they're teaching on how to manage, how to lead, but they hadn't done it themselves, which was interesting to me. So it got really irritating because they were giving people bad advice. Kind of on the question you asked, they'd, they'd act like you should have an A, B, C, or D to always follow perfectly. And if those don't work, you're not doing it right. And I'm like, no, nope. Sometimes there's a lot of other letters mm-hmm. in the alphabet that are going to pop in your face that I you didn't that. even mention. <laughs> I made through college as a B plus student. So let's include the plus and minus yeah. where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scale. yeah, there's a lot of gray out there. Everything isn't black and white. I think we all know that, right? <laughs> it, absolutely. So we, 
I pulled three other speakers that are also authors, but they've all owned companies and built them from the ground up for 20 to 30 years plus um, successfully. And we all did an event together and I had it recorded and put into a three hour plus course, which is really cool. And people can just jump on their phone or get it off the computer and you can just click on any module like when do I know if I should fire someone or continue to coach them and you'll hear all four of us answer that and it's just that's cool yeah mm. and it's just that real all right time. so what is the answer to that mark what's your answer to that <laughs> that's it really if then <laughs> it comes down to willing to grow and if they're coachable and it's unkind to be unclear so by not telling them anything mm. i don't like people to be caught by surprise you just, you tell them what the problem is and it's not about you. I love you, but this needs to change. You're an awesome person, but this has to change. If it doesn't, it's not going to work out and you have some type of way you can check back in and you have a time frame. And if they're coachable, they're going to grow and they're going to want to change. Um, and some people will just get paralyzed, like you said. And at a certain point, that won't work out. Or if they're not willing to grow, if they can't handle mm -hmm. you telling them they need to change, and they're just like, "No, I don't. You, I'm not the problem." There's no. It, then there's nothing else you can really. I say you're firing yourself at that point because we've told you yes. what needs to happen, what needs to change, and if you're not coachable or willing to grow, then. I want to go back to something you had mentioned earlier. It's like when you had your uh, meet your maker moment. Uh, and you know you realized what your why was and so you speak of uh you know having your big dream yeah you know, that, that that kind of defines what your why is so how do you get people then to uh remove the confines of their thinking and actually think about boy it's like if you had unlimited resources unlimited money and everything like that could do anything you want what would you want to do more than anything else in this world how do you get people to take their shackles off of themselves and actually dream a little bigger and, and have that dream so they can find their why. Well, what I do is I rec I tell, I share stories like mine or I tell them to look at anyone in the, in the past that you see as an amazing person and you'll see what they've been through. Like Walt Disney, Winston Churchill, I mean, Martin Luther King, they all didn't Nelson Mandela. I mean, I could go through or different mm -hmm. inventors, Thomas Edison, they didn't even have the resource. They had to do what they can with what they had. And you see that they all went through these enormous failures, setbacks, just like all of us. Um, and they overcame it and they persevered. And it makes you realize, wow, they didn't have anything that I don't have. And that's, that's where it all starts. And then whatever, you just keep going at it one day, one, one step at a time and keep, raising the bar on those limitations because if someone else was able to do something amazing that came from nothing and had no resources i think we have more resources now than we've ever had in history with the right. way smartphones and technology and stuff is podcasting i mean you used to have to have a whole mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of work but i mean you used to have to have like a fifty thousand dollar studio just to do a podcast and now people can get a mic and start it up. And I mean, you used to have to get on a radio station to actually yeah. get heard, you know, and 
And I think one of the things that all those people that you mentioned, Mark, and that, that you have in common, they started with is like, I do not accept the way things are, the way this is the way things have to be. All of them felt that way. And I think that, that I think that's, that's where it right. starts. You, it starts with the pro with a problem, like you were talking about, something that it, that they see as a problem. And that kind of becomes your why is how can we change this? So let's inspire some people. It could start with them reading your book. And you've been kind enough to offer to autograph a book for three of our listeners. So the first three people who email moi, astrong at salesfuel.com, that give me like just what inspired you about what Mark had to talk about today. Um, I will pass those names and addresses. Yeah, please include your address. That'd be a little helpful. And thank you for autographing those. And then for folks who want to reach out to you for the Minutes with Millionaires or for speaking or just to say hi or to get on your podcast, Mark, how do you want to be reached? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I've made it easier now. You can just go to Mark Menard, M-A-R-K-M-I-N-A-R-D.net. And everything's there on my main webpage. Um, I'm sitting right here with my producer for the show. So you can email us about, and then all my platforms of social media. I'm very connected on Facebook. And then we can give the links to the Elevating Beyond in Business and everything too. But yeah, you simply go there and I love connecting with people for sure. Thanks for coming on the show, Mark. We really appreciate it. It It's so great to meet you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Audrey, one of the things about talking to Mark today, I'm reminded of something my mother-in-law used to say, and still says, and what she, she always likes to say, when you lay down with dogs, you get fleas. So <laughs> I was thinking about Mark referring about it, talking about his story about the associations that he had, you know, back when, back when he was younger. And so that's our country, our country folk idiom of the week. It's important now too. They say, you know, the, the top three to five people you have in your life, that inner circle at each season I, is probably one of the most important things that makes yeah. or breaks. You really become what you surround yourself around. It's really true. You absorb it like a sponge. Yeah. Well, on that note, it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.